does it ever like blow your mind that how long ago was it that I became a patient of yours? You were my first year. So it's been at least three and a half years now. Yeah. So three and a half years, four years, I came into your office when you were still at the carriage house. Yep. Super small. Very small. And we, I became a patient of yours. We kind of knew each other for a few years. I always loved you. <laughs> um, and then we ended up reconnecting. Yeah. And I would say we were best friends now. BFFs. And now we're doing a podcast. I together. know. It's insane. And so I, I would tell people, don't ever think that the person you meet a few years back isn't going to circle back around. Yeah. Because now we're literally doing a podcast together. I know. We have so much wisdom to spread. And I couldn't imagine like my life without you now. I know. It's insane. <laughs> Seriously. The amount of times I text you for emotional support throughout the day is insane. <laughs> I love it. I love that song too. Yes. So funny though, because I remember we were driving to your birthday down in Raleigh and all of a sudden I was just, you're like, well, what's your, what's your favorite band? And I was like, okay, it's kind of an obscure one. And I said cartel and you were like, shut up. (laughs) It sounds just like cartel. It does sound just like cartel. I'm obsessed. Me too. I love it so much. Well, for us, it's morning. So good morning, everyone. My name's Katie. This beautiful raspy voice won't be all you hear all the time. It's just, you know how the world works. You plan to record something and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, laryngitis, I'm here. How's it going? And I'm Chelsea. And so we're going to be doing this podcast together. Yes. It's called Heart to Heart. So what are we going to be talking about? Some of the topics. Everything and anything, really. But it's more on personal development and our journey of how we became who we are absolutely and where we're going yeah because it's not over baby oh no it's far from over Uh -uh. i'm really looking forward to the ride too yeah it's gonna be a fun time yeah you and i've been we've been going through it this year really for sure we have been and so Mm -hmm. we talked about how there's no such thing as mistakes No, God puts people in people's lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. And man, to think I messaged you one day just to be like, hey, like I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And then you met me for coffee and now here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a nudge and mm-hmm. I had messaged you prior to and mm-hmm. you responded letting me know that my nudge was right. Yeah. Oh. And then we met for coffee. Yep. <laughs> and now our friendship is just kind of taken off. Exactly. And God, I really think God puts people... <clears throat> in your life for a very intentional reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, what you were talking about before was just the preview. Like, Hey, this person's going to be here for a while, but just wait. Yeah. Like when you walked into my office, like, just wait, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, I, I think so. I think we met, we had that connection and relationship and now here we are. And like I said, it's insane because I tell people all the time, like don't count out because Gosh, your life can change so drastically in a year. And I think last year for me, and I think you can say for you, Mm -hmm. that lives just changed. Oh, a lot. I know everyone said 2022 was a really tough year, but I didn't reflect on how much had happened until recently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I saw on a TikTok the other day where someone referred to this as, and I love it, and it's what I've been saying to everyone, that this is our Jordan year. Yeah. And I feel like that could not be more accurate. Oh, yeah. This 2022, I think, was the lessons and the Mm -hmm. tears, and it's going to water the seeds of this year. Exactly. This year's the year where we, all the hard work we went through in 2022 finally pays off. For sure. Yeah. Because it was hard work. It was hard work, and it was a lot of, uh, I think, change in dynamic. 
oh, yeah, for me for sure. after 11 years of owning a business that I loved and um, closing that chapter and um, 10 years of being <laughs> infertile yeah. and finding out that you're pregnant. Surprise. A big surprise. Yeah. Beautiful surprise. Oh, 100%. Um, such a miracle. And yeah. so having, adding another, adding another baby to our family and yeah. Ooh, it's been a year. Yeah. For sure. I feel you. Me adding a baby at the beginning of the year. Yes, and then you did. Dissolving a relationship you thought would be there forever. Yeah. Kind of rattles you. But sure. it's it was necessary to get to me to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I couldn't thrive in that situation I was in. So no. here we are. And it's propelling you. Exactly. It was like drawing the, mm-hmm. the rubber band back to launch. Then sure. you've had an incredible year with your business. Oh, 100%. And you were in this new building. Yes. That, I mean, you started off in the carriage house, which was a great start but yeah it's not this it's not this it's not this 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 building has been such a huge blessing Mm -hmm. not just for me but i've been able to use it for the community for other people giving them a safe place to open their businesses i think so yeah incubator yeah and i'm excited we're just talking about my next plans yeah for the back room (laughs) yes i'm excited for all of those things and I'm excited to dive in. Yes. So excited to dive into the messy. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to dive Oof. into that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes everyone wants to tiptoe around the messy. And oh, gosh. Yeah. We get our rain boots on. We jump right in. Got to. That's yeah. where the work is. Yeah, exactly. I'm That's where the changes happen. I always tell people all the time, don't give me the polished. Don't give me the pretty. I don't want the, I don't want the gift wrapping and the nice mm-hmm. bow. I want, I want the messy. Yeah. Tell, talk, you know, tell me your, tell me your stuff. Exactly. I was actually talking to a friend last week and Mm -hmm. talking about how I felt like I put myself in this prim and proper position Mm -hmm. and all it did was get me high expectations that were never met and disappointment. Unrealistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm done being the prim and proper girl. I'm dyeing my hair purple. I'm covering myself in art that I think is pretty and I'm excited about it. And it's things I've always wanted to do my entire life that I was scared to do because mm-hmm. of how people would perceive me, but my practice hasn't suffered. Mm-hmm. My daughter still thinks I'm pretty cool. Yeah, she does. My dog gives me kisses every time she gets an opportunity. She does. As she's sleeping on the couch right now. Mm-hmm. Let's get into a little bit about like things that set us on fire. Mm, gosh, so many. I know. Um, well, you know, and I'm sure some people who are listening know about the blog that I started. Yes. So um, I've always been into writing uh, my whole life, but it's kind of like what you were mentioning about being afraid. Yeah. So I never felt like I was good enough to compete with, you know, all the stuff that you see on the internet. And um, so I did start writing um, again because I have had that huge shift from having a, another full-time business. And um it was just part of my healing. So I started writing. And I think for me, the biggest things that, and maybe for you too, that set me on fire is just stuff that people don't like to talk about. Yeah. Those are the things that really kind of, you know, they really get me going. Yeah. Is talking about the things that I think, I think especially women and men too, because I want men to enjoy this podcast as well. But as a woman in 2023, what are some of the things that we go through silently that we don't discuss? Exactly. Or as even just as human beings, because society that we live in now really wants the polished version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't be that, we have options on how to help yeah. you be polished with the filters and, you know, yeah. um, and the, um, you know, perfect pictures that you see on people's highlight reels. And we have resources to help you look polished. 100%. And so um, I think for me, it's really just talking about the things that people are going through in everyday life that people go, gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I have been feeling that forever. And um, I thought I was the only one. It has a special way of making people feel like they're seen and it's less isolating when we finally talk about the things that we're we're going through. Yeah. Hearing the word depression doesn't have to be taboo. No, it doesn't. And mental health doesn't have to be a taboo subject that you only talk about after something really bad has happened. Yes. (laughs) You know, or after, 
you know, it doesn't have to be something that you just kind of glaze over. Um, mom, you know, being a mama doesn't have to be something that you kind of put in some kind of box either. Yeah. Um, that's something that's really, and we're both mamas now yeah. and we're both mamas to, to girls. I have two mm-hmm. girls and you have a beautiful baby girl. I do. Um, so I think being a mom is something that I was really, really passionate about talking about what moms go through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of the guilt that we go through and everyday life and still trying to be Chelsea and Katie. Kind of like you usually talk to me about how when you're pregnant, Oh, it's such a gift. Oh, you're glowing. Oh yeah. I'm here for you mama. But then the minute the baby comes out, like, why aren't you doing this? Why Why aren't aren't you doing that? Absolutely. Why? Why are you taking coffee for yourself? You should be with your child. Absolutely. And just the complete dynamic that switches because apparently the minute you become a mom, you're supposed to stop being a human. And I, I think that is, uh, um, we're definitely, that will definitely be one of our, uh, one of our podcasts yeah. for sure. Cause we've talked about that several times, but yeah, for sure. Like the way that society sees moms and, um, I think really being able to set your own narrative yeah. is really important. Like setting your own narrative in a world that wants to set it for you. Yeah, exactly. And what a mom should look like, um, you know, and how a mom, you know, how a mom should be. And I think that's exactly right. You know, the minute I've, I've gone through it twice and the minute that <clears throat> you have those beautiful babies, the world likes to tell you how things should be done. Yeah. And how you're wrong. And how you're wrong, how yeah. the way you're doing it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I think mamas sometimes are deathly afraid oh. of sharing yeah. their journeys. They only share the pretty pictures. They can mm-hmm. only share the pretty pictures yeah. because if they were to share the other stuff, then they would have someone telling them that they were wrong. Yeah. Um, and really trying to make sure that you are still yourself. And, you know, if you're married, and have a, and have kids like so not only are you a mama but you have to be a wife yeah then at the very end of that comes yourself and in reality it really honestly you have to make sure that you're still you too exactly exactly so that's definitely something that I think we're both very passionate about yeah um for sure and I think the the thing you just touched on is also being married like so many people look at being a single mom or mother is hard but in all honesty mm-hmm the single motherhood, you just focus on you and your kid. Mm -hmm. I can say it from experience now, Mm -hmm. like being a wife too, like you have to maintain a deep emotional connection absolutely, with your husband while also maintaining it with your kid. And Mm -hmm. it's tough. I was only a married mother for like eight months. Yeah. 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 So, um, for sure the intentionality behind that, making sure you're growing together carving out time for one another yeah. and the intentionality behind that. So people don't like to talk about that either no. um, because I think it makes it sound like marriage is too tough. Um, so I think I, I've been a married mama for almost seven years. Yeah. Married uh, for t- almost 10 coming up. And I will say um, it's been the most difficult, beautiful, incredible terrifying thing yeah I have done I um, trying to make sure you balance all that but to your ode too um you know I would love to talk more about that because I was raised by a single mom yeah of three girls <laughs> so having your perspective and your input um because there's been many times where I've gone back to my mom and I've said I mama I don't know how you did it yeah doing it on your own yeah I mean so the beautiful thing about my situation is I have Although I am getting divorced, I have a wonderful relationship mm-hmm. with my ex-husband to the point where we have a beautiful schedule. Yeah. We both adore our daughter Absolutely. and we make sure that she's at the height of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So there's no animosity there regardless yeah. of what happened because it's not healthy to have for animosity. Sure. It doesn't help Ruby at all for mm-hmm. me to drag his name through the dirt. It's Absolutely. Not, it's not what I'm here for. And it, that's something that I would love to hear your opinion on in the podcast mm-hmm. is healthy co-parenting. Oh yeah. I got you girl. Um, so I think that that would be something mm-hmm. that for sure, yeah. um, that's something that you can speak to. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of moms who are, um, who are single moms can listen to and 
you know, gather that wisdom as well yeah. because of the art of healthy co-parenting. And um, as someone who's worked with children her entire career, I can say that um, it's so important. Yeah. So it unbelievably is. important. I see the big difference in families that come through my office of mm-hmm. kids with divorce, like the ones that have healthy co-parenting, completely different child than Absolutely. the ones that don't, even though both of them have similar resources and similar backgrounds and mm-hmm. similar backstories, just in how you communicate with another mm-hmm. adult that you couldn't get along with. Absolutely. Makes it all the difference. Yeah. So that will definitely be a topic that we cover. Yeah. Um, and just, I think also personal development will be a big area that we discuss too. Yes. And the fact that, um, unfortunately, what people don't want to hear is that it never stops. Yeah. I think people want to talk about that you finally reached the mountaintop, but that doesn't. Um, personal development and personal growth is something that I, well, if anyone else has reached the mountain, please call me um, because yeah. I would love to hear how you did it. Um, but uh, personal development and personal growth is something that I think is going to be a never ending cycle. Yeah. Um, and working on yourself. Are you ever tired of hearing one day you'll wake up and you'll be fine? Yeah. Yeah. One day you'll wake up and magically you won't be sad anymore. And that's it's some situations that require time. Yeah. That might be, mm-hmm kind of true but you're yeah. still gonna have that sadness and you got to process it it's not a bad emotion no. to be sad Mm-mm, not at all there's no such thing as a bad emotion even anger has its place for sure and i think that's something that um you know people who struggle with because um, on my blog I, i'm very transparent about you know having anxiety disorder and mm-hmm. um growing from that and having people say like you know if you just one day you're going to, you're not going to feel, you know, you're not going to feel like you have anxiety anymore and you're going to wake up and it's going to feel like you just feel so amazing. And I'm like, (laughs) um, the thing about that is, is like, it's a never ending process. And some days are really great days. And some days, um, you have to be really intentional about, um, getting up and, pushing through yeah and I don't think that um that's something that ever really ends and I think um that's something for sure being very transparent about the fact that like I think learning how to process through those things and learning how to um be transparent about who you are we've talked about that quite a bit too it's about being authentically yourself Mm -hmm. and hanging your hat on what that looks like for you yeah. And writing your own narrative because your narrative is not going to look like somebody else's. No. Especially like we were just saying before we started recording, talking about when we interact with people in the community and them like expecting us to fall apart. Yeah. Because of our situations. Mm-hmm. But we're choosing not to mm-hmm. because it doesn't serve us to fall apart. Absolutely. And so that makes it makes us undigestible. Yeah. Because we aren't fitting the norm of what everyone's expecting us to feel and mm-hmm. what ex- everyone's expecting us to go through. But mm-hmm. I've I've never walked the line of formal. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're such good friends. Absolutely. I've never uh never fit into a box. You no. know, I don't think my hair would fit anyway. <laughs> um the main. I love it. <laughs> but I've never I've never I've always been a very layered I'm very layered gal. Yeah. You know, for me, it's always been different avenues of what I'm good at and um, how complex. And I think for people who feel that way, you know, um, they never feel like they ever fit, like, fit into any kind of box. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things learning in my 30s is like, that's rad yeah. that you don't feel like you fit into a box. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Stop trying to close the yeah. lid. Yep. You know, it's okay for you. You weren't made for a box. No. Um, and that's something that I would love to talk to more parents about too, is like your kiddos are all going to be different. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And as a mom who has young girls now and who's been working with kids pretty my whole life, um, seeing them be their own person, I think we can also learn to be our own person through our children. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Because our kids are okay with exactly who they are until someone tells them that they're not. Yeah. So I think um, talking to big people about learning how to be okay with who you are so they can pour that into their little people is pretty beautiful. Yeah. You always say that we ooze our our traumas onto our kids. We do. And Mm. so if you are insecure in yourself and you don't see yourself the Mm -hmm. way that you truly are, they're going to adopt that too. They do. And I speak about that a lot about, you know, as you raise your children, not to put a whole insane amount of pressure that if you don't, you know, wash the dishes the right way or you don't do Pinterest painting finger paints with your kids that you're going to ruin their life. That's not what I mean. But um, the way that you connect with your children and the way that you set up their those main pillars in their life, mm-hmm. self-esteem, self-worth, authenticity. Yeah. Um, and being able to communicate with other people. Yeah. Um, if you aren't able to heal through those things, I think something I, I mentioned to, to Casey and you about your Docs Who Heal podcast, which, mm-hmm. by the way, everyone should listen to that. <laughs> um, I said, you know, if I ever came in and said, I would probably just say, if you don't heal from your stuff, you're going to end up on one of their tables. Yeah. Right? It's true. So yeah. um, you will ooze. Yeah. Your traumas, the things that you carry with you into your life, not only the things that the mistakes you have made, but the things that happened to you that weren't your fault. Right. Exactly. So unfortunately, a big part of this podcast for me is reminding people that unfortunately your trauma, most of it was not your wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. But the baggage that you gained from that, unfortunately, is your responsibility. It's your responsibility to heal. It's it's and it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not fair. But, it's not. but, but, but you have to yeah. um, learn how to unpack that because yeah. you will, if you, you know, you will ooze into your children. And if you don't have children, you will ooze into the people that you care around you. Yeah. You'll bleed onto them. And don't punish somebody else for someone's mistakes. And we can talk about that can go as far as yep. children, yep. friendships and romantic relationships, mm-hmm. punishing people for things that other people have done to you yep for sure and you know I think this podcast for us is all about um I don't know the people that are listening are gonna they're gonna be growing into them themselves with us because we're still growing yeah like you said it never stops it never stops and so honestly the self-growth is with everybody yeah. um so they're going to be growing with us and learning with us and um and they're really excited for that, to have people on the journey yeah. with us on that. Yeah. And I, I think my biggest hope for this podcast is that people can hear something and think, my goodness, someone said something that I have never spoken about before because I thought that if I spoke about it, it would make me seem as if I was unraveling. But the truth yeah. of it is that we're all unraveling. Yeah. Um, and if you have never had struggles before, unfortunately, you're lying. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's no such thing as never struggling. Yeah. So um, I would love for, like I said, even for someone just a private message or to say like, oh my goodness, thank you for speaking about something that I felt invisible to. This yeah. whole podcast for me is about putting the spotlight on people who don't feel seen. Yeah. Everyday life, everyday mm-hmm. messy, stinky stuff. That yeah. people don't want to talk about. Yep. You know, we're, we're going to look at the dumpster fire. We aren't going to walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to embrace are, it. What are your goals for this podcast? My goals are not only, like you said, for like people feeling seen, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's such a stigma of discussing the hard things. There is. And everyone says, just journal, just journal. And journaling's great. I'm not discounting journaling at all, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to say it out loud and you got to confront it mm-hmm. in a sticky, messy way. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's all a battle and it's never ending talking about the growth and the journey and mm-hmm. getting to that finish line that doesn't exist. It's always continuously, for sure, continuously getting five steps away and five steps away. I think it's fatiguing and giving someone a place for rest where they can be not only seen and justified, but they can hang their hat for a little while, kick their feet up and just listen. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And being content and knowing that it's messy and yeah. that, you know, being content and knowing that like, it's okay for me not to feel like I have everything, all the boxes checked yeah. at this time. And I think that's something that we um, live in right now in a world is that society is always screaming at us constantly. This yeah. box isn't checked. Yeah. This box isn't checked. You're not doing this. Yeah. You're not doing that. And so I think being able to, like I said, write your own narrative and just really be okay. I think that's the biggest thing. Be okay with who you are. Yeah. And be unapologetic yeah. about it. Yeah. And so talking about my journey, we'll just yeah. get, a, we'll get a little deep real quick. I want to hear all Let's of do it. it. So I just went through some craziness this last two weeks that, you know, all the details of yeah. we'll, we'll spare names, <clears throat> we'll spare things, but just reflecting last night, I guess I'd reached the eye-opening part of the situation where I was less emotional about it and more real yeah. about it. Like yeah. I was trying so hard to fit what I thought I needed to be for that mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. that I was accepting things that I usually would laugh at about a person. Yeah. Like <laughs> the complexities that that person thought they had usually would make me laugh in their face, but I wanted so bad to be what they needed me to be that I was changing who I was mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. And now that I see them like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, why were you getting so bent up on a person mm -hmm. whenever you just found yourself? So obviously, like, we, it sounds like, oh, they know what they're talking about. They've got their stuff together. Let me listen to them and adopt their stuff. But we're still, you <laughs> no, still don't adopt us. We're, we're working on it. We're okay? working on it. But I, in the midst of my growth journey and my enlightenment, I still had a moment of relapse where I, instantly picked up people pleasing yeah i became exactly what that person wanted me to be and now i'm realizing like that's why they were intoxicated with you it's not because they saw you for you it's because they saw you and saw what they wanted to see mm -hmm. because you're good at that i'm a, I'm a chameleon i can become whatever you want me to be mm -hmm. and in the process i had lost myself and so i'm still figuring her out yeah yeah and i you know i think that's a super important topic too about shape shifting yeah. and um, how it's easier to shape shift into people what people want us to be rather than be authentically who we are and yeah. be unafraid of what people will say yeah you know um, also figuring out who you are right, exactly after the shape shifting and realizing that we're not shape shifting Right? No. So even though we think we're doing the dance perfectly, people from, you know, it, it's still awkward. And the, yeah. and the steps are so clumsy yeah. because we're not being, being who we are. And I don't think there's anything more liberating um, than being authentically who you are. Maybe taking your bra off after a long day of work. <laughs> but other than that, I yeah. think being authentically who you are, the quirks, yeah. the, the, the cheesiness, the goofiness, all of it, the great parts of you. Um, really being authentically who you are. And I think um, that's a great reflection that you've had on that too. And I feel like I've, in the last year, I've had that as well as um, just realizing, I think we both saw a video about talking about the altitude of the mm -hmm. boosters on rockets and how yeah. we feel like we're rising. And um, I think we're going to probably dive into about how um, the relationships that we've had in the past for anyone can no longer serve you as well. Yeah. And so that's something that we're going to be discussing is talking about um, diving a little bit. I think we talked about diving a little bit into my blog on seeing ghosts. Yeah. And so that'll be probably <clears throat> one of our, one of our first episodes and talking about how there will be relationships that as you go through this journey that will no longer serve you, unfortunately, yeah. and you'll no longer serve them. Exactly. It will be very mutual. It will be very mutual. And also in the seeing ghosts, it's the part of you that, you made yourself to fit into their lifestyle. Absolutely. You're, you're saying goodbye to that person too. Mm -hmm. And also burying yourself in this process. Yeah. Because you no longer, the person that you were, is you realizing that you're no longer, like that person wasn't you. Yeah. You were trying to fit a narrative or you were yeah. trying to shape shift into something that you weren't. Yeah. And so um, being authentically okay with who you are um, it's something that, you know, people don't want to talk about because it's very lonely. Yeah. 
the lonely journey. Yeah. Um, you may you may end up getting very blessed and being able to hit your cart to a few people that are also growing and, and growing together. But shadow work is um it's lonely work. And it needs it's, to be unfortunately. It is. It's the skeleton crew of work. Yeah. You know, so um you've got to got to do the footwork if you want yeah. the outcome. Yeah. So. You, you you have to dive down and kind of isolate for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And isolation is deafeningly quiet. It is. I was talking about that and my therapist last week, which now a little plug, go to mm. therapy. Yeah, um, therapy's cool. Yeah, do it. Do it. But <laughs> I was talking about how I was just laying there at night because it was a night that Zach had Ruby. So the sound machine, her sound machine was off. Nala wasn't snoring for once. She always snores. Mm-hmm. And it was just quiet. And I don't live in a quiet neighborhood, but it was so quiet yeah. that I couldn't sleep for how quiet it was. Yeah. Yeah. And just how isolating that felt in that moment. But it was also the fact that I didn't feel uncomfortable. Like I was comfortable in the quiet, but I was just aware of it. Like, like the first time realizing that you're yeah. comfortable in the quiet. Yeah. Because we're producing lots of noise and lots of distraction. Yeah. To I'm keep us from thinking, oh, same. Yeah. I'm so good at that. Like just producing things around me. And also, I think in talking about that distraction and making sure that um, the people around me are okay, that's also a distraction for yep. me. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I can pour into you and you and you, and I won't have to worry about the fact that I am not okay. Yep. You know, I am, I am, I need to do some work. So, and I think for people like us and sure people that are listening, um, it's a lot, lot easier to um, make sure that people around you are okay than making sure yourself is okay. And that's something we need to ask ourselves why. Yeah. Why is it so hard for me to put myself first? Why the understudy never the lead? And why do we give such great <laughs> advice but not take it for ourselves? Absolutely. Why is it that that's, that's something that, we're able to do and I think a lot of people experience that like why am or also why am I so damn hard on myself but I yeah. give grace to every person mm-hmm. multiple times yep over like yep. I will I will forgive you three times over the first time I make a mistake I'm talking to myself as if the harshest yeah like how could you why how, are you so dumb exactly yep so why is that such an availability for me as well I think I've used the word give yourself grace about 75 times this week and none of them were to myself. To other people. Yep. And I think something that um, we'll talk about too is like that's because it's what we need for ourselves. Yeah. So we tell other people that because mm-hmm. we our soul needs it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're just like, Psh, no, be better, do better. Exactly. Yeah. And so shadow work is all about doing the things you tell other people to do and do it to yourself, putting yeah. yourself first. Um, setting your boundaries, pouring into you, um, which can be really, really uncomfortable, especially for people who have never done it before. Yeah, because we don't know how. And, and we're told so so long as in our life that <clears throat> what what you think, what you're doing doesn't matter as much as what other people think, what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like we need to make sure that our community is okay before we worry about ourselves, mm-hmm. which your community is only as strong as its weakest link. Absolutely. And if you aren't pouring into yourself and you aren't letting others pour into you, guess what? You're the weakest link. Mm -hmm. So someone's got to pour into you. And I'm sorry, honey, but not everyone's out there to pour into you. No, they're not. And so I think that'll be a big, a big thing for us is talking about pouring yourself and setting boundaries with other people for sure. Um, Because takers don't have limits. No, they don't. (laughs) They don't have limits. And there's so many beautiful givers out there that have been jaded away from giving, but they haven't taken the opportunity to give back to themselves. And I think that was one of the um, spearheads for me wanting. So I think we talked about doing this podcast. We, It was so funny because we were at dinner mm-hmm. and I had said, like, I keep having this dream. This is going to sound really weird, but I keep having this dream about us doing this podcast. And you were like, oh, my God, if I want to do a podcast with you forever, but I was scared you didn't want to. I was so excited when you said yeah, that. Yeah, so I think, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, for us, it feels like 
we for the first time are doing something bold enough that it is a part of our healing but we've been wanting to do it forever yeah we just not that we, i don't know necessarily we were afraid but it's just like i think from this space it's more about this is what this our journey looks like and we'd love to have you come along and if not that's okay yeah if not we're doing it for us anyway absolutely yeah and i love that i love that self-propelment and mm-hmm. so um that's how that you know if anyone's wondering how did this even come like literally just sitting at dinner um, and we both and, had the same thought we just were both scared to say it yeah yep yeah yep. and so being fearless and and uh chasing those chasing those dreams this has been a dream of mine mm-hmm. and you you have a podcast with with uh with casey um and so i think that's incredibly cool um but this has been a dream of mine for man ever yeah um, I did a little bit of work with another podcast, um, but it really wasn't to this level. So this has been a dream of mine. Of, of um, I think I always laugh and say, like, I have a safe space space um, because I've always been the person that people have come to to share whatever they're going through that they don't want the world to know. Yeah. Um, and so it's always been something I felt like was a part of who I was. And it's always felt for me like breathing yeah for real um it's just been a part of who i am forever and so having this opportunity to talk about tough topics and to um be able to get through the messy with another person that um kind of like a personal hero of mine you are so doing that together is really like a dream come true for me truly truly i just some of the, the things that I think about when we get to this and when we start talking mm-hmm. about things that get us here. Yeah. So not many people know this, but I was a music major in undergrad and I actually focused on music technology. So mm-hmm. the microphones, the computers, the recording, all this stuff that we're doing right now. And I was always wondering why I wasted so much time doing that. And now I'm realizing mm-hmm. it wasn't because I was meant to do music industry. It's because I was meant to learn this stuff for here. So we could do this. Absolutely. Because like you said, it feels like breathing to you like this here, the recording, the editing. It's like muscle memory now. Yeah. Like I can get back into it. No problem. It takes me a little bit longer than it did when I was in the heat of it. Mm, but yeah, I can still do it. And so there's there's a reason for everything. Don't discount anything. You've never wasted your time on anything Mm-mm. because it's going to come back and you're going to use it. And it feels kind of cool. It does. Yeah. I always wondered why, why am I always the person that people come to? Why is that always happened? Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, it was built for moments like this. Yeah. Um, because it's an opportunity for us to share a safe space on a much larger platform. Yeah. And so that to me is really mind blowing um, that I've been doing it for so long um, and being able to to be a space because people all the time, I talked to you about it uh, a lot too long ago, is people like, you know, why don't you just go be a therapist? And my entire life, people have said, like, go, go into therapy. Like, you should just go to school and just become an actual therapist and you could do this and make money. And it's always been like, but it's not really what I want. Yeah. I want, I, um, it's not really what my heart kind of desires. No. This space, things like this, this is what, this is where my passion is for sure. Yeah. Building a community of people that, <clears throat> not only want to heal but want to find others to heal with yeah i agree yeah for sure it's been a huge thing for me i want because so many times people like you'll hear so many women say i just can't be with other women like i just hate other women and oh yeah Mm -hmm. that breaks my heart because no one's gonna see you the way other women see you no and the same with like emotionally available men Mm -hmm. no one's going to see you the way other emotionally available men are going to see you. Mm -hmm. And so if you can be vulnerable in the space and actually talk about the hard stuff, yeah, your life's going to change. I say that all the time to women. It's like, I wish you could see yourself. Actually, go ahead and do it. Ask the people around you that love you the most. Yeah. What they love about you the most. Yeah. And I guarantee you, it'll be things that you've never even noticed about yourself. Yep. And no one is going to value you the way other women who are truly rooting Mm -hmm. for other women see you yeah it's so true and um 
I, I agree. I think learning how to communicate with other people, because I'm always, I always laugh and say that because of how I'm like painfully introverted. Right. Yeah. And so um, I always laugh and go, Ooh, people. But the thing about me is like, give me a cup of coffee and someone at a table and I am right there. Yeah. And that communication piece. So um, I think that's exactly true. I think no one is going to see you the way the other women who value other women see yeah. you and, and same with emotionally available men. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's going to see you in the same light. Like the way you see yourself nowhere near compares to the way other people see you. Yeah. Just, just actual. No. And the way, like, for example, when people say things like, you have no idea how you light up a room when you walk in. You're like, I feel like I suck air out of the room in a terrible way when I walk in a room. Like, oh, look, there's the girl with the baggy sweatshirt and some ripped jeans again. Absolutely. And I feel that if people always, always catches me off guard because whenever I talk to people, people be like, you intimidated me when we first met. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just trying not to vomit from the social interaction yeah. and having stress hives all across my chest. Yep. I was really not trying to intimidate a single soul. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. Perspective is everything. So the mm -hmm. way that people perceive you and the way that um, you perceive yourself are just on two completely different platforms. Yeah. And if we could try to fill the gap on how people see us and the way that we see ourselves and kind of make that more of a smaller gap and having that self-worth, that would be, I mean, if that's all, that would be everything. Yeah. We could just have one person that says, man, like that made me really reevaluate. That's golden. There's just so much to kind of dip our toes in. And mm -hmm. you and I have a habit of getting deep real quick. And so it's really hard for us not to dive. It is because we're right now. Um, exactly because we're I think it's because like and we're going to talk about I mean, there's been a lot of things. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about soul ties Ooh. on this on this podcast. Yes, we're going to talk about soul mates oh, on gosh. this podcast twin and how flames. you can have twin flames, how you can have a friend who's a soulmate. I mean, mm -hmm. I consider you a soulmate of mine. Hashtag soul sister. Hashtag soul sister. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to talk about all those things. And I think, yeah. yeah, like we can get deep really quick because we are connected at the soul. Yeah. And so it can get yeah. deep. I feel like we're, we always talk about not diluting ourselves, but I know right now today we're trying to dilute ourselves. Oh yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little and it bit. feels a little uncomfortable. It does. Yeah. Because, because it's like, not who we are. Exactly. Like I tell yeah. people all the time, like there's no puddle here. It's an ocean. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's an ocean. We'll have to do a, an episode sitting on your back porch by oh, the yeah, fire drinking do. margaritas. Yes. They can see what our margarita talks are like. <laughs> Those are fun. Yes, they are. They're a lot of fun. <clears throat> yes, they are. Right, well, we were talking a little bit about diluting ourselves, though. Mm -hmm. So we always talk about our, one of our favorite homegirls, Elise Meyer. Yes. And the Go Find Less. Go Find Less. Movement. Um, one of my favorite quotes of yours that I actually use with a lot of my friends now, and I'm like, hashtag Chelsea Garner, is um, <laughs> I'm a lot to handle, but I'm also a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that mm -hmm. more women need to see as a perspective mm -hmm. because I feel like so many times we're told you're so dramatic, mm -hmm. like just calm down. Mm -hmm. It's not that serious. You're right. so dramatic. Mm -hmm. And really our response is a complete, is a, it's a total reaction to mm -hmm. something that obviously we aren't healed from, but also just blatant disregard for a boundary is usually when we're told we're, we're dramatic. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women see themselves as too much. And so they try to dilute themselves and try yeah. to pretend they have it all together. But just so you know, here, we're going to show you that there's no such thing as having it all together. No, there isn't. And I yeah. wish I could take credit for that. I think I read that somewhere. So whoever really wrote that, I appreciate it. But I do, I do use that quote a lot. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you have someone like with women, we love so passionately and we care so much. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, it's a lot at times, um, but being a lot to lose can also be a major, a major loss. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that um, as women, we're told like, gosh, man, you're just so emotional or you're so dramatic. And, you know, you're just, you know, why don't you just, you know, like, 
stop being so like just relax don't take it so personally don't take it so personally and the thing that I love to tell people now is baby everything with me is personal 100% right so I love with my entire heart when you get me you get the entire package you don't get a little bit you don't get you know a, a little snippet when I have Something that, you know, we'll definitely be diving in on this podcast. And I think you feel the same way about this, too, is like, for me, if I have made the decision that, okay, okay, you're, you're in my, like, you're my person, right? Like, we're, we're tied together. I go into it in full 110% loyalty, a full 100% like, I love you. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And you get everything. So yeah. you get the whole thing. I love with my entire heart, passion, everything. Yeah. Right. And so um, I think the world and society and people get really scared about that. Yeah, they do. I get so, so from experience, yeah. um, a friend of mine, I have a way, I don't know how God gifted me, mm-hmm. but I have a way of getting information out of people, not mm-hmm. like I'm interrogating them, but right. it's like, no, I, know. I provide a safe space and mm-hmm. same. <clears throat> people feel naked sometimes when they leave talking oh, with yeah. me. And so they retreat. And so I feel like I'm finally making a connection and like giving them somewhere they can talk and then they retreat. And then I feel like I did something wrong, Absolutely, but I didn't. I just, I actually showed them that there are people out there that truly care about you. Mm-hmm. And I, truly am i am a fortress like when you tell me it stays like it stays right there it's locked up and it is fort knox style fortress nala is the guard dog she might look (laughs) friendly but she does bite ankles but they eat their bites and i think sometimes having that safe space is so taboo because people are just like well we just don't talk about our feelings Mm -hmm. we don't talk about them and it's usually emotionally unavailable people that retreat Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they they go ghost Mm-hmm. in general and mm-hmm. it's I know I did nothing wrong mm-hmm. it's I've I've tell them I'm like look I've you're my people Absolutely. I've taken you in as my people and I always look out for my people you could talk to me in 10 years you're still my people absolutely and I'm still going to take care of you absolutely whatever you need mm-hmm. and that is hard for people to understand because they think it's unauthentic and that mm-hmm. we're trying to manipulate a situation but in all honesty when you're my people absolutely you are my people yeah. yeah yeah and for me it's like you ever giving me a reason to go <clears throat> had to have been pretty had to have been pretty bad yeah because I'm loyal uh for me I'm loyal to a fault to the point where actually it's I stayed too long you're a awful buff yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about um, <laughs> I, I stayed too long yeah me too know? and so um same I think that um that can really terrify people and um, making it in this, in this, oh man, just retreat, retreat all the way back. And so it makes you feel like you did something wrong. Um, I think making you feel like, well, maybe they over, you know, maybe I was, I was too much. Yeah. Um, But like I said, I think for me at this point in my life, um, I I love my thirties because I'm okay yeah. with being exactly who I am yeah. and I'm okay um, with my big hair that I used to hate and I'm okay with having a body full of tattoos and I'm mm-hmm. okay with my mom, my mom pouch mm-hmm. and that hangs over my, my leggings and I'm okay with um, all the things that I used to hate about myself yeah. as a little kid yep. and as, and as a young, a young girl growing up because um, the people in my life love those things about me. Yeah. You know, and so um, for me, like, you know, just like that quote says, being a lot to lose, I think I'm in a space now where I'm like, just really know that I'm going to leave a hole if I go. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a gaping hole. Mm -hmm. And just know that I am a lot to lose because you will, you know, we bring so much love and um, loyalty to the situation. Yeah. Um, and so I do, I love Elise Myers, Elise Myers, if you ever listen, girl, you're the goat. Um, but for sure. And I think she says, you know, go find less. And she actually talked about shapeshifting in that in one of her, uh, videos as well as talking about, you know, you're not a shapeshifter. 
No. And I can't, I would love to be one of those people that just talks about the weather and sports and oh my god would you not i would love to be a small talk to feel enthusiast. normal after saying that instead of feeling like i'm faking i would connection. love to but i can't it's not how i'm built that table <laughs> that table right in front of you so many conversations about oh that 10 degrees over christmas eve was terribly cold and i'm just like Ugh. i want to die absolutely like yeah. i would love to be a small talker i can't and I watch people who do it, and I'm like, man, that must be incredible. Yeah. But it is not the way I'm built. And I, I tried that for so long, and it made me it made me look like somebody that didn't care about people. Yeah. And that's not the case. I just, I have no connection on small talk level. No. Like, I want to, I am definitely a space. I'm definitely that person we've talked about all the time. I can go into a coffee shop. Somebody behind me drops their keys. I pick them up and they go, by the way, did you know that I'm in the middle of a messy divorce and I've lost my children twice? Can we talk about it? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've always been that person. So always. I, I was that, I'm not that person so much in public. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's because I have, actually have no idea why I'm not the person in public, mm-hmm. but for some reason online over the phone text messages, my phone goes off 24 seven with it, like messaging yeah. from Facebook because I shared a vulnerable post mm-hmm. about not being okay, but I will be. Absolutely. And that's the kind of stuff that makes people realize like, Oh wait, we can talk about this stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have to talk about this stuff. We have to, because if we don't, you're going to suffocate and mental health is at an all time crisis right now. There are yeah. children on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Like it's, <clears throat> it's shocking. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why it felt like we, I had to, um, not had to, but that I, it, it really kind of brought it to the forefront for me. And I think we talked about that too. Is like mental health is at the worst it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and it's getting worse at the worst it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's something that we can unpack together as to why we do the things that we do, the reasons we do the things we do, um, man, what an amazing thing that would be. Also just helping people realize they aren't broken. And they're not alone. Yeah. You're not out here feeling this way because you're a messed up individual. No. Like you're not broken. You're not used. And I think a lot of people feel like the broken toy on the clearance section at Walmart. And let's also talk about being broken and how it's also beautiful because, I mean, what do vases that are whole, what do they do? They just sit on a shelf and do nothing. Absolutely. But the ones you use, the ones that actually get some mileage on them, mm-hmm. you've, you've, they've fallen and cracked. Like like Chip from Beauty and the Beast, he's got a chip on him, mm-hmm. gives him personality. But mm-hmm. then in China, when, you're, when your China breaks, they put it back together with gold. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing here that's is beautiful. we're taking gold and putting ourselves back together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do in this space. Like the cracks are supposed to be there. Don't cover them up. Make mm-hmm. them shine. And be like transparency. We've talked, and I've always whenever you and I have our deep conversations that tell all the time that transparency could save the world. Yeah. Um, transparency is everything and being able to let people know that, Hey, I'm not whole and perfect and all of these things. And that's okay. Like yeah. my cracks, my scars, the things I've been through make me who I am and allow for you to see my soul and allow for you to see who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, we have built a society on, if you're not perfect, you don't deserve to be here. You know, if you're not perfect, then you're not relevant, you know? And so, um, which is completely the total opposite. Oh yeah. 100%. You couldn't be more relevant, not being perfect. The people that, you know, are really struggling privately, the numbers would absolutely blow people's minds. Yeah. The number of messages we get. Mm-hmm. And probably day. the number of people that you see on your table with stress oh. in their bodies. Oh yeah. And they don't want to talk about it is the part that hurts my heart is they're like, well, why does this keep happening? I'm like, we've had the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know why this keeps happening. Right. But not addressing the elephant in the room isn't going to make the elephant go away. You can't accept the elephant as part of your family. It needs to be out. It does. Yeah. 
It does. And, you know, the thing about it is, like, what people don't realize is when you marry someone that has trauma or has emotional, you know, hasn't healed from some things, you start dating someone that hasn't healed from some things, you have children and you haven't healed from some things, it's not, it's not a two-person thing. No. It's a three-person thing. You just Mm -hmm. can't see that third person. Yeah. Like you're in a you're in a trauma. Yeah, you're in a three person relationship, baby. Mm -hmm. Like that's there and it's going to ooze out. Um, And so, yeah, I I feel the same way. I feel like there's a reason that there's a reason that this thing is happening. And um, I don't know if it can. I think it's going to blow our own minds. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, I do. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, I already knew that the conversations we had were. Kind of, I wouldn't say revolutionary, but it's more along the lines of they'd make other people uncomfortable. Oh, gosh. Which is why other people need to hear them. So uncomfortable. Because growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. No, it doesn't. You gotta, you gotta open it up and Mm -hmm. you can't just open it up like a pistachio shell. You gotta crack it all the way open and gut it. And it is, like you said, messy and icky and. I'm trying not to use my cadaver lab day analogies here so people don't get grossed out, but there is so much depth and healing and growth and talking about the the hard, icky stuff that we don't talk about. It's so much more than just therapy because therapy is one hour a week. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with the rest of your week? Yeah. You can't just work on it for an hour and say, but I'm doing the work because you're not. Mm Mm-hmm. It's every day, 24-7 work. Even when you're sleeping, you're healing. And Absolutely. if you aren't doing the steps more than just what your therapist does, but like self-reflection and diving into why you feel the way you feel one-on-one with yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror, then it's always going to be how it is. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. It is. I agree. And I think that will be, you know, a real gift for someone to be able to work on that self-development, even if they're doing it just by listening to this podcast or, you know, um, really kind of prompting them to want to start that self-reflection piece. Yeah. Um, Because it's such a gift to understand why you do the things you do. Yep. A scary gift. Oh, yeah. But a gift. I will say I've never been a writer. Like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was a musician, not a writer. Mm-hmm. And I actually find myself writing short little snippets to the point where I guess you'd call it, like, modern poetry. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, rhyme yeah. poetry. but And to feel like I actually need to put that together and let people read it is terrifying to me, but I'm feeling oh, yeah. a nudge. And sure. so I feel like there's so much depth in growing and, like, you become a person you never thought you'd be. Yeah. And I think that is for me, like, in fact, I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah. You know, like I hadn't a, a year ago, if someone had said, oh, well, you're going to do a podcast with your chiropractor and you're going to love it. <laughs> you know, I would have been like, yeah, I don't. Not only People that, but you're going to see her ugly cry on your back porch <laughs> two days before. <laughs> People are not. I don't do that. You yeah. know, I can talk to you privately yeah. at a Starbucks somewhere or you can come over to my house and we can talk about it by having my voice that sounds like cornbread all over a platform and all of that and having people hear my thoughts and hear what I have to say is terrifying to me you know so just know that if you're thinking about doing something and you're doing it you're not alone because uncharted territory is terrifying but it's also exhilarating it's that's where change happens it's where it happens Yep. It's where real change happens. We're Lewis and Clark in this. Yes, we are. <laughs> we absolutely are with no money. No, absolutely <laughs> none. We got no gold. We've got Nala and some Starbucks. And if That's you, yeah, I was, I was telling Katie before I got here, if you could like, yeah, I look pretty homeless right now in a beanie <laughs> and some sweatpants, but it's, I'm, it's, um, I'm wearing my ex-boyfriend sweatshirt from 12 years ago, so it's fine. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's kind of just like the back porch like I feel like treating this like the back porch yeah I mean it just feels like two friends having an open conversation and that's really all it is yeah 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 just 
an audience. Mm-hmm. Before we close off, is there anything else you wanted to say? Just that I hope that this, my hope for this podcast is that if you're out there listening and you feel like you've been seen for the first time, I appreciate the transparency that you have with that mm-hmm. and the self-reflection that you have with that. And I hope that you keep listening. And I always will probably close off the podcast by reminding you that you're not alone and mm-hmm. that you are loved and that you are worthy of love and belonging. Yeah. Um, and you are worthy of all good things Yeah. that are coming your way. Yep. So that's, that's basically it. I love that. Yeah. I think I need to get a little closer because I'm starting to not hear myself. <laughs> this beautiful, raspy voice. Mm-hmm. But thank you, everyone, to listening um, to our first our first episode. Yeah. Really just getting to know why we're here and who these two crazy girls are. And the next episode, we'll, I think we talked about it being about, we're going to be talking about uh, relationships that no longer serve us. Yep. And seeing ghosts. Yep. We're going to talk about that. So yep. look forward to doing that with you, too. Yeah. Stay <laughs> stay tuned. It's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> Buckle up. All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.